Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more. With me today is Rowetta, and probably Rowetta's most famous contribution to the world, although there are many and they're probably all equally important, is being a member of Happy Mondays. How did you get involved with the Happy Mondays? I'm just a big... I was a big fan, and... um Big fan, I just thought I'd be, be great in the band. Just saw them on the telly because it was Tony Wilson who I loved to pieces and he said they were the greatest band in the world and he'd said that about the Sex Pistols a few years earlier and I agreed with him, I loved the Sex Pistols and so um, I loved Happy Mondays when I saw them doing performance on his show The Other Side of Midnight I think it was on and then um, I thought I've got to go and see them live anyway we had the same agent I was in this group called Vanilla Soundcore we'd just done the Hacienda I think and the Boardwalk and my agent said he was the agent of Happy Mondays as well so he could get me tickets for Witness or put me on the guest list for Witness so I went to Witness and just that was I saw them on stage and went that's I should be up there I'd be like (laughs) I'd be like Gloria from T-Rex I would really add something to this band and this would be my dream band because I'm punk this is the band I should be in as a punk it's dead hard with a voice like mine to see where you could fit in you know, if I, if, I start, if I started my own band, how could I do it? You know, the song, a lot of the songs I love the most, shouty, Marion is on the cover! There's <laughs> all songs like that. They're not singing songs. A band called Crass that I love. So it's like, I, this was the perfect band for me. And I just thought I'd be the perfect girl for them. But when I asked the manager, I said, I want to join the band. He's like, no, we don't want a girl. They don't need a girl in this band. It's not a girl. It's a lad's band. I went, no, but you've not seen me. You've not seen what I'm like. You know, and he's like, no, we're just not. And then um, I persuaded Nathan, the manager, after, as I said, sitting in his office for months, every few days, you know, going. And I just, they didn't even notice I was there half the time. I'd just be there, sat there talking to the uh, girls in the office, um, best friends with the people who sold the T-shirts. I'd get to know everybody uh, before I joined this band, just hanging around so that they'd know and they got used to me. And I was just always there like wallpaper. And then, um, yeah, I persuaded him to come and see me. I was doing a gig at Legends. Um, called in this group called Party Unknown, and there was a couple of people from Simply Red in it. It was just a one-off gig with about 12 people in it, and I went on it and I had a fur coat. I don't, don't know if I had knickers on, but I had a little fur coat <laughs> and a bottle of whiskey in my handbag. And I was on stage just pouring my whiskey, on stage at, during the gig, <laughs> pouring my whiskey as if, as if just sat on, the, sat on the floor on the stage because it wasn't my song yet. <laughs> just, just, just waiting for your... Bit. Just waiting for my song. Yeah, just sat. I'm supposed to be, I think I'm supposed to be singing along and I just, yeah, I just sat there. So anyway, that and um, the way I was on stage when I sang, um, Nathan just loved it and he went, you're madder than them, you know, and it's like, I wasn't in the band yet, but he'd seen me and he loved what he was going. He loved it. He loved my performance then. So I think it was only about two weeks later, um, Elliot Rashman, the Simply Reds manager, who was my manager, he said, he's sitting down and I said, Why? What's what like? What's happened? I thought something awful had happened, and he said, "The Happy Mondays want you to sing." I was like, "What? They want you to go to the studio. It's in Chiswick to sing on this." I was like, "You're joking me!" You know, Paul Oakenfold. They're looking. They want some uh, girl vocals, and you. We thought you'd be. Per- they, though they think you'd be perfect. So I was like, "Is this?" And a you joke? wanted it anyway. I'd already asked. I'd asked loads. Yeah. Then they said they didn't want a girl in the band. So obviously, I was. I'd, if, if ever the opportunity was going to come, they're going to pick me because I've already told them I'm the one for, you know, and um, now Nathan's already heard my voice, thinks I'm amazing singer, thinks I'm mad. So I wasn't going to be doing any gigs with them, but I was, I was singing on this record and it was Step On right. and Tokolosh Man. And yeah, and it just it turned out fantastic. And I, I love the vocals on Step On. I do love, I did loads of layers. 
and it's gorgeous uh, because on the original record because it is a cover version it's just he's going to step on you again he's that's all so me doing that he's going to step on you again um i think it made it sound more commercial a lot of girls who may not always like the happy mondays a lot of girls started to like them you know because there's a girl on it and it's ca- it's catchy I'm, I'm good at doing catchy vocals and yeah i'm proud of that and it's um they had me on sample for ages. They weren't going to take me. I think they went to tour America and they went, oh, we're, not, we're not going to take it. It's not cost effective because the problem with me is I need my own room because I'm a girl. I need my own dressing room um, because I'm a girl. You know, you, you know it, it costs it's a, a lot. It's a separate tour. Yeah, it costs a lot. It's, it's, and, and it's a bit more awkward. So it's easier to take me on a sample for one song. And so, so I, I said, right, I'm going to just, I got a loan from the bank. I think it was six hundred pound. Remember going to get a six hundred pound loan. Uh, bought um, a flight to with Virgin. I remember getting, bought a flight to New York uh, to show them they needed me and paid for myself and paid for my own hotel. Found out what hotel they were staying at. Paid for myself and went and sang in New York. It's on um, a video so, called "Call the Cops." And after that, they knew they can't do gigs without me anymore. So because did, did, did I, you can't say what you do. Row what you do. Yeah, here. what you doing here? You're going to sing. You're going to sing. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Is that like? Of course, I'm going to sing, but yeah, no, um, I'd not, I'd done, I'd done GMX with them and Wembley, but then they went to America without me, and it was like, no, yeah, you and can't. just sorted it out myself. And uh, it took me ages to pay that off as well, the interest, but um, <laughs> well worth it, yeah. But uh, it's just really good because it was in this place called the Sound Factory, and it was amazing. There was only about 200 people there, but it was, it was like we were playing Wembley Stadium, it was just an amazing gig. Keith Allen was, there was just loads of people there, it was really. It was amazing. United States, the Hacienda, I think the night was called. D-Light, who did Grooves in the Heart, they were supporting us with Bootsy Collins. It was just fantastic. Yeah, it's just brilliant. I watched this video called The Cups. the first time I ever sang King Kiafro as well. And I didn't know the words or anything. I was just singing it. But I love it. <sighs> I, love, I love that whole video. It looks really seedy and fantastic. And everything I wanted to be in a band, I, look, I just look like a, I am a proper punk rock star. And, and I love it. The Mondays are back gigging. Is it still great? It's the best. It's better than ever now because um, we're all getting on uh, with each other, which we didn't used to. Uh, Sean comes in and out for his gigs. We see him like two minutes before, and by the time I come off stage, he's gone. And so we're all getting on. Why is that? Is it is it is it to keep everything sweet? Well, yeah, because he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, one of his, his wife has got it really sorted. Actually, it's, yeah, to keep everything sweet, so he doesn't party after the gigs. Um, it's too tempting, isn't it? So it's literally it's a job to him, and yeah, and, and if possible, he drives in and drives home and spends time with his little girls as he should you know and he's, he enjoys that now and it's all about just do the gig and go for him um, sometimes me and Bez will carry on partying until four days later sometimes we're still kids but try not to now but um, yeah no it's um, it's just a joy because everybody's in a good place and the music is fantastic and we didn't used to remember gigs you know it's great this party 24 hour party people people we were and, you know being on a tour bus and it was just manic and it was absolutely sometimes it's disgusting some of the, some of the things that went on on the tour bus and on tour but it was a great time when you're young but you can't do that we can't do that now um, we just, just age very well. takes over well no it's just wise being wise as well you know you need to go to sleep to do a good gig and you need to sleep if you don't sleep you know you do argue you just you are stressed and everything goes yeah. wrong so now it's um, yeah, much more sensible and, you know I used to always think oh god as soon as we get home I've got to go to Hacienda because I think I'm missing something we could get home at like one o'clock in the morning, should really go home and go to bed. I'd be like, just gotta go to the Hacienda, it's Friday night, just drop me off at the Hacienda, always. And it's like, <laughs> and I'll see my kids in the morning, you know. Yeah, you think you're missing something sometimes, but 
no now I don't care I don't care what I miss um, it's all about the gigs and I love it and it's the best feeling in the world I'm getting the best reviews I've ever had um, amazing every time I'm singing at the moment it's just and I think that's because I'm, I do take it very seriously and uh, make sure I go to bed and respect the actual gig respect the audience and um yeah, and just really enjoy it, and I'm loving better than ever with the Mondays, and I'm loving the music, and yeah, it feels still feels fresh, which you know it probably shouldn't. Thirty years on, it, but it does. It still feels fresh, you know. Yeah. Since I first sang with them in 1990, March 1990, this is 28 years later. I still feel like I don't. I'm not bored of any of the songs. I love it. Out of all your Mondays first time round or Mondays second time round experiences, have you got a favourite Happy Mondays moment? Is um, the one or is the hundreds? I love playing... The first time I played Glasgow Barrowlands, I loved because the audience sounded like a football match. It's, it was... Um, you just It was like... Just before we went on stage, um, a tune, I think it was Unfinished Symphony, came on, Paul Oakenfold was DJing. The crowd roared as if David Bowie had just walked in or something. It was... <laughs> or as if David Beckham just scored a goal. It was just... And it was just that um, Paul Oakenfold had put on a tune. And then when we walked on stage, it was like amazing feeling. Glasgow is one of my favourite. I think a lot of people, Manny says it as well. It's just amazing. But we, obviously, we've um, done so many amazing gigs. We've done Rock in Rio at the Maracana Stadium, 250,000 people with George Michael and Prince and people like that. So that's amazing. Wembley Stadium with Oasis. Just phenomenal to play Wembley Stadium. Mm. Um, there's, there's loads of fantastic gigs. I did um, a church in Macclesfield with Hooky that was amazing when he did the whole of the Joy, every song Joy Division have ever done, and I sang four songs at that. That was phenomenal. So I have, I've, I'm so lucky. I have so many moments. Um, doing um, Glastonbury with David Bowie watching at the side of the stage was amazing. But I've got so many, I've got loads. But yeah, that's probably my favourites. Your voice has been sampled. Loads of times. Loads. One of the most sampled voices, I think. How did you get into? How does that come about? Do people approach you? Do you do you put it out there? Does your management say Rowetta's voice samples are up for grabs? No, so. you know, because in um, when I first heard it sampled, I, walked, I went in Asienda and I could hear it and on this tune, Slam Eterna, I think it's called, and um, I think the group are called Slam and the tune is called Eterna. But because there was no internet then, I went. I just didn't. I went. That sounds like me. And then you go, It's me, eh? Yeah. I don't remember doing that. No, I'm definitely not sung on this tune. It's a good tune, but... And you can't do anything about it. Back then, you couldn't do anything. Now you can. Now I get royalties for everything they do. But you've got to prove it's you, which isn't always easy. You've got to, you know, and I'm still now having to prove it's me on things like Hardwell's one of the biggest DJs in the world, producers. He's done it on um, a mix of Show Me Love. Even though it's blatantly me, I've got to prove it's me to get any royalties. And because I don't, you don't get your name. They always go, um, "Show me love" featuring Robin S. It's like actually the whole of the beginning is me. Boom, boom, pow! I'm all over the record, and I get I've got paid for that. Right. But as I say, it takes. Yeah, you have to be a businesswoman as well, and I'm, and I am a good businesswoman. But um, yeah, a lot of my daytime is spent sorting out this sample because I've never given it. I gave permission to on Boom Boom Pow because you're not going to say no to Black Eyed Peas, and it was that was number one in America for 12 weeks. Um, that's amazing, you know. But nobody knows it's me over there, but I know. Um, so when it's played on the radio and everything on Boom Boom Pow, you go, "Wow!" It was number one in America for 12 weeks. That means a lot of America have heard that tune, 
and a lot of America have heard my voice and like it. And yeah, it's just sometimes you go, do I want the recognition? Do I need the recognition? Or do you, do, do you just want the money for it? It's like, no, I'd, I really would like people to go, that's Rowetta. And people are starting to know these samples me, like Swedish House Mafia, used my voice for years, but I never got the recognition. But now I'm making sure, because of the internet, make sure everybody knows it's me. And we've just had a big a big tune called B, one of uh, Billboard, put it as one of the top 20 dance tracks of last year. And that's amazing for me. Um, so in America now, people know that's my voice, that sample, and because of this tune B. And I'm going to go in Ibiza, go to Ibiza and sing it all over Ibiza this summer. And yeah, going to start singing this song that everybody sampled. I've never really um, done anything with it, but I'm going to start singing it live because it's, it's a great vocal that everyone wants to sample. And I'm very lucky I can still sing it. Brilliant. Just a couple of things more, yeah? Yeah. Niall Rogers is a bit of a Rowetta fan. He is, and I, I know. How, how cool is that? I know. How did that come? Is that is it because he heard a sample or because he loves the Happy Mondays? Or he, lo- he does love the Happy Mondays, and he knew who I was and everything. He knew my voice, but saw him. At, I think it might have been part life the first time I met him, and um, it's backstage. And Johnny Marr was there, and Johnny Marr said she's got the best voice in Manchester. In fact, she's probably got one of the best voices in the world. And he said, um, "This is Johnny Marr." Said to me, he heard this tune by Inner City uh, called Your Love and he went straight away and it was you it was you in it it was you on the, doing the, doing the it's about, it's like this female vocal section and he said you've got a great voice and I went how did you know that was me and he went because it's so distinctive your voice from Johnny Marr that's amazing but now Rogers loves Johnny and vice versa he's even got a son called Niall Johnny Marr but for Johnny Marr to introduce me as this got the best voice blah blah it was amazing so now Rogers obviously gave me time but he just loves my character Niall we just get on and um, he's just really kind he sent me a birthday video message and stuff and on my birthday he said uh, let's work together I mean it may not happen because he's so so busy but everyone was saying if Niall says he'll work with you he'll work with you so he said he's going to write us a smash and he'd like to ask Johnny to be on it so if it happens that would be amazing but otherwise I've got this email that says it you know when he emailed me and said it's going to happen so please God let it happen but if it doesn't I know he's just dead busy but it'd be amazing and yeah, just I just um, just said I said I don't even know if you know my voice properly, so I sent him something for him even to listen. And, you know, and when it comes to Manchester, he goes, "Rowetta, are you coming to the show?" And, you know, you know, you're always on my list. It's, it's just fantastic, and you know, I always dance to good times every time he comes, wherever <laughs> I go. Last I did a private this private party he did for 200 people in London, and there I'm dancing with him at good times. But him and the bass player had this guitar bass off. And I'm stood in the middle of this guitar bassy off thing where they're doing And I just can't believe it. And you go, it's now Rogers. Yeah. And they're the best musicians in the world. And my favourite singer is there, Kim, Kimberly Davis. She's just so amazing. And and the other girl's fantastic as well. For, for, I almost get a name wrong, so I'm not going to try and pronounce it. For man, I can't say it. But um, <laughs> yeah, but you no, know, Kim, she's just so kind to me. She always says, for her to say she loves my voice, she's the best singer in the world, in my, living, in my opinion. She's just, she's singing and then she just goes to this other place. You know, that'll be like Shaka Khan does and certain people. But she genuinely is the best singer I've ever heard. And um, for her to say, when I say to to her, you've got my favourite voice, you're just amazing. She goes, Coming from you, that's amazing. She says to me, I'm like, Really? And um, yeah, no, so it's just, yeah, it's just a big love vocal fest there, but amazing. And um, just blessed to even meet these people. The fact that they even know who I am, I always say that to Niall and to Kim and to anybody of that, um, they're just amazing to me. I'm just such a super fan, but um, the fact that they even know my name is just bizarre and the fact that you know I can hang out with them like uh, Kim goes oh we're having an after party when we come to Manchester in June you're coming aren't you so all I've got to do is just give her, give her a buzz and um, I'm there yeah, it's yeah. like 
fantastic. So yeah, um, I can't wait to, for them to do come to Castlefield, and I'll be at the after party, Thanks. and I'll be on stage, no doubt, dancing to good times because it is good times. Oh, it sounds amazing. Listen, we could chat music all day, couldn't yeah. we? And it would, and it's wonderful, and there's some amazing achievements and Thank your you. contribution to not only to the Manchester music scene but to the European stroke world music scene. Yeah. Is, it's, it's been is amazing, you know, and for my age as well to still be. Well, at the moment I'm just getting recognised. Now this is new to me, as I said. I'm going to make people know this is me. That sample around the world. I'm going to make sure I try and perform that song everywhere. So because yeah, I just want people to know. I've, I've just left it. I've not made the most. I don't think of that song B. So I'm going to go and do that this year. Yeah, and then who knows? And I'd love to do this tune with Nile Rogers. I've done a song with Paul Weller which is the best thing I've ever done. Um, and it's with this producer called Gaz Cobain, who did uh, Future Sound of London. Um, it's just amazing anyway. This, the song is called Crossing Over Man- Stroke Mantra. I don't know what he's going to call it, but it's the best thing I've ever done. It's about eight minutes long. It's a little bit like Tomorrow Never Knows, my favourite Beatles song. So um, I'm hoping he released I keep going, just get it out, please, because it is amazing. Um, it's Paul Weller, there's me, Noel Gallagher is on drums and bass, and Kate Bush's nephew is on, I think he's on violin. So it's, it's, but it's brilliant. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could get Kate Bush on there as well? What amazing. a line up that would be. I know. I know. What I, I, I know it would be amazing, but I think I think a nephew's called Raven Bush. I think he's got. I can't remember, but it's just wait to hear it. I just I'm just dying for everyone to hear that. That's amazing. I've also done a tune with the Fun Loving Criminals, which I like. Um, so I'm working with people that are really. I'm a fan of Paul Weller, obviously, and Fun Loving Criminals. Now Rogers. So if I get to work with all these amazing people, how lucky am I? You know. And you're not doing much wrong, then, are you? No. Finally, finally, let's talk United. Yeah. How did you get involved with football? Always been a football fan. No, not always, to be honest. As a kid, because I, I didn't have anyone to take me to the games and stuff, I didn't. I liked football, but to be honest, when I was growing up in the 70s, Liverpool were the team, and I was just. Everybody around me, they hated Liverpool. It was. Um, whether you were City or United, you hated Liverpool. So. Um, and Liverpool were just so good, as, as United have been in, in the past, where everybody hates you. Um, so I loved the game football. I used to play with the boys as well. Play not play with the boys. I used to play football with the boys as well. But um, yeah, it was when my son really loved Eric Cantona. One of his friends at school, I think his uncle played for Leeds. So Derek went to a game and said, "Mom, this Eric Cantona, amazing." As when he was a kid, I think again before the internet was really big. And um, so then when Eric Cantona came to United, it just changed my life. I was just obsessed with him, the way he played. I just loved it. It was like it was like art. It was fantastic. I'd never seen anybody. It just drew me to the screen and not in um, a fancy way because I've never fancied Eric Cantona. I just love the way he plays and I love everything about him. His stance is everything. And then Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson. I just love the man. Um, I would I would make everybody shut up when we're on, to- on the tour bus. Shut up! Alex, Sir Alex is speaking. In his interviews. Um, I loved him and... Um, just loved watching the game. I loved the way United played. I used to love. I, we always came back in the second half, and I loved it. And that time, and I still love United so much. And I got involved with the radio because I just went on as a guest with Gary from the band, who's uh, a drummer from Happy Mondays. And because of my passion, I think I went on for about two minutes talking about. I think I think it was about David Moyes, and um, I went on for about two minutes, and then people said they really like because I know what I was talking about, and I'm a girl, and so people said, "Can we have her back on again?" talking about United again because of my passion and um, I don't always know about the tactics of well, what's called formations and stuff like that And because I, I do a lot of talking with real proper footballers who played for United and when they, one of them says something like and like Rowetta said or we agree with Rowetta I get a buzz off that because um, yeah. you know and I, I do um, quite a few shows with it on MUTV as well and getting back to the Players Player of the Year awards and things like that so I'm so so lucky 
And I genuinely love United. I'm United. I'm not, I'm not one of them, United till I die, United till I die. I'm not one of them, um, there is life outside of football. I don't get depressed if... I just love that I can switch off from the music. And, and I love as well, in Old Trafford, quite often they play Step On. So it's amazing to hear your voice, Kinky Afro. It's amazing to hear my voice in Old Trafford, amazing. Rowetta, you're a great Mancunian who's done and experienced and done and achieved some great things. Thank you. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. You've been amazing as always, thank you. And thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode of Forever Manchester Meets, please go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and like and subscribe us with a nice five-star review. If you want to find out more about Forever Manchester and the work that we do in Greater Manchester, please check us out at forevermanchester.com or follow us on the usual social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are at Forever Manchester. Nice one.